That's good stuff right there. You see where uh, game day is opening up this year? You didn't? What's that? Game day, where game day What'd is opening say? up. No, I didn't see oh, it. Oh, um, yeah, I did. Dell, <laughs> your favorite game to open the season. Hmm. I'm trying to see where you're trying to lead me. What's my favorite game? I, I don't know what you're You have about. the highest hopes for this quarterback. I don't have any hopes for any quarterback. Drake May. <laughs> oh, Drake. Oh, that that overrated. Man, get Drake May out of my face. <laughs> Drake May against Spencer Rattler. I, I hope Drake May actually throws an out route this year. That'd be great. It's all the moon ball, see, moon ball scene balls he throws. Throw well, that's, what, that's all that... I mean, that's all that... Uh, Sam Howell through too. Must just be the offense because man, everything's just vertical, just shots. Yeah, which I don't know is necessarily. I don't. It's hard to kind of grade a, a quarterback as an NFL prospect when that's all they're throwing because that's not that's not the NFL. It's, it's a bunch of glance routes and uh, RPOs and I, Drake may can move a little bit, but he's not as athletic as people think he is. He'll be a fine prospect, but this whole him and Caleb Williams the top to get out. Get out of here with Drake May. Get out of here. Well, we'll see how it breaks down. I, I, I think uh, I think Jalen uh, Daniels is going to be the second. You're not allowed to. Co- we have a quarterback. You're not allowed to comment on quarterbacks anymore. Yeah. Well, don't. Well, we're all in on C.J. Stroud. Don't don't try to don't try to do your you know your quarterback glancing over the shoulder of your quarterback. We're not doing that. We have our franchise quarterback. Could have had your. You could have had a different quarterback. You got your franchise quarterback now. Get in the moment, John. Live in the moment. I got. I, no, I'm. I'm all. I'm good. I'm just. I'm thrilled. And I'm thrilled they gave up their first round pick next year, and when it could possibly be Marvin Harrison Jr. Don't that, worry about it, John. It'll be like the 17th pick anyway. Don't yeah. worry. Be the same thing. Yeah. It'll be the 17th pick in the draft. Yeah, it really will. The, the Texans will probably win six or seven games. It won't matter so much. Okay, so Warren Sharp put out his NFL 2023 NFL record projections. I actually thought it was accurate. I, I thought he did a pretty good job. Did you? I think for a lot of them. You like the Chiefs at 10-7? and seven? Um. Well, I could see that. No, I, I mean, that one seems a little bit low. But at the same time, I also think that at some point, you know, some of these teams, no, I think the Chiefs win 12. Yeah, and, and by the way, He's got – now, we've got to see if Garoppolo plays. Did you see your quarterback's deal? They asked who is the most underrated quarterback in the NFL. And Mahomes and um, – Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota both said it was Kirk Cousins. Yeah. And Cousins says it was Jimmy Garoppolo. And he goes – and the reason is he goes, I don't know. That dude, everywhere he goes, he just wins. Gets to the Super Bowl. I mean, it, it, yeah, I know – I know that, you know, everybody does, talking about a talent or whatever the, the case may be. All I know is that dude just wins everywhere. Warren <laughs> Sharp has the Raiders at 3-14 and 14 next year. And I, I don't believe that. Not I with Devontae Adams. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to enjoy playing with Devontae Adams. I think Adams. the Raiders are going to suck, and here's one of the reasons why. I think with Sean Payton, the Broncos get better. I don't think the Chargers are a bad football team. I just think the Raiders are going to go 0-6. In the division, so right off the bat, I think they're getting their their hats handed to them. I don't believe that, and I don't believe they'll be three and fourteen. And I don't think 
We'll see what Sean Payton does. for. We'll see what he does for Russell Wilson. You're probably right. They're going to improve. But this Chiefs at 10-7 and 7 thing, Broncos 10-7, and 7, Chargers 7-10, and 10, and Raiders 3-14, and 14. I think he's off on that division. He's got the Jags winning the Texans division at ten and seven, the Titans nine and eight, uh, Texans six and eleven, and the Colts at four and thirteen. I could, but I could totally see all those records. Yeah, I could see that as well. I could see that as well. That's not a bad. I think he did a pretty good job. He's got the Bills as the best record in the uh, AFC. I, he's got the the Eagles as the best record in the NFC. ESPN did a thing yesterday. You got the Eagles or the field in the NFC. Two things. How often do teams go back-to-back Super Bowls? One. Two, you know what never happens? Back-to-back NFC East titles. 19 years it's been. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, but John, when you look at the NFC, I think one of the reasons is because when you look at the NFC, I mean, the AFC, we've already, it's just the quarterbacks there, it's unbelievable. When you look at the NFC, Scratch off NFC South immediately. NFC North, you got, I guess, Jared Goff and the Lions. And may, I, I'm not buying into Jordan Love and Green Bay. I'm not sure I'm buying into, you know, Kirk Cousins and Minnesota being that team. How many teams are you left with? You, and now you got Trey Lance or, and Brock Purdy. We'll see what happens over there. Nobody else looks dangerous. I. It almost feels like it's going to be either San Francisco or whoever wins the AFC East. But, I hate to say it, but... I mean, the NFC East. Yeah, I hate to say it, but I think the Cowboys are going to be a lot better than anybody's giving credit. I do, too. I think the Cowboys win that division. I do, too. But I can see the Eagles. I mean, if the Eagles play like they did last year, the Cowboys aren't beating them. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. If they do, if they do, but for whatever reason, it just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen, and we can't... you gotta you got to take it, that into account. And by the way, how often does a team repeat go to the Super Bowl? No, and that's don't. why Warren Sharp has ten and seven for the Chiefs because I think he's taking that into account with with the Chiefs. Well, in the regular run. season, they could still, but they they won't win their play. They're going to win that division. Pat, Patrick Mahomes is just, I think so too. Yeah, just yeah. too good. As long as Patrick Mahomes stays stays healthy, have you started? Have you started uh, quarterbacks at all? Uh, I have not. I have not. Okay. I, Del, we have started. You started that? We started beef. Yeah, I'm going to get into beef next. Have you started uh, quarterback shut Dell? No, I don't know if I'm going to watch it for that, for whatever reason. I don't. I'm not interested in watching. I wasn't either until I got there. It, you know, so it's not like you're not going to miss anything if you don't watch. But the the big takeaway is Patrick Mahomes is really like doing some incredible stuff in terms of trying to take care of his body and prepare. Uh, that's something that really came to light. And Patrick Mahomes sounds like uh, a lot like Phillip Rivers with more seasoning. And then you have uh, Kirk Cousins, and the big takeaway on this was, man, Kirk Kirk Cousins really puts in a lot, a lot of work, a lot of work, and he's just a really rock-solid dude. And he's you come away from that really liking Kirk Cousins. It doesn't change the fact that Kirk Cousins has struggled in some of the biggest games. Uh, but he is really good in regular season play. Like Kirk Cousins has been as good as Minnesota could want uh, up to a point. And then there's a glass ceiling there that Kirk Cousins just can't break through. Ultimately, you know, he's about as good as you want in terms of running an offense. And, and that that offensive concept, which, 
you know, kind of in a, in a way sprouts off the same tree as what Bobby Slowick is going because you know it, it comes from the, the it comes from McVeigh who came over from you know Mike Shanahan and Kyle Shanahan, so it could look very similar, but it really worked well with Kirk Cousins. That's why I think C.J. Stroud. I was on ESPN National Radio yesterday and they asked me about C.J. Stroud and I said, you know, I think he's actually going to have. I don't think it's going to take him as long to acclimate to the offense as people might think for a rookie quarterback because it's so quarterback friendly. And I don't know exactly what Slowick is going to do from a wrinkle standpoint, but the basis of that offense is so quarterback friendly. You saw it with Cousins last year. I forgot how good Kirk Cousins was last year. His his touchdown numbers weren't like outlandish. I think it was 29 last year, but he was really, he was phenomenal in the fourth quarter of games. All right, let's break. Catch up on 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 our breaks here uh, at seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven. Hey, we have a friend of ours who's going to call the show later. Okay, uh, Eric Layton is going to call. Oh, good. Do talk Astros, but I had a conversation with him. He's literally going to be headed to the picket line for the SAG AFTRA, oh. you know, pickets going on. He told me some things about you're going to be blown away at some of the information you're going to get in terms of what they're fighting for and what what they're dealing with in Hollywood. Another entitled person yeah. coming on the show. Great. Yeah. <laughs> but that's exactly what working actors are fighting against. They're like, hey, we're making about $4,000 a month uh, living in California. Mm. I don't know if people... Really? I, uh, I don't know, man. Make. I've seen Eric Layden like, put a, a young teenage runaway in a car and have her die. I've seen That him do... wasn't a real person. Are you sure? Yeah. Is he going to get Listen. prosecuted for that? It listen, wasn't a real person. Listen, just like I don't know how Saquon's going to live on ten point four. How's Eric Layden going to live on all his money yeah, I, from all his I saw appearances? Him get, and, I saw him get blown up yeah. on that on that NASA show on yeah. Apple TV. I feel like I see him everywhere. Him what do you think? Given his, drugs now that you watch it over and over, what do you think his residuals were? If you answered more than four cents a month, you're incorrect. Whatever. I yeah. mean, as long, look, he's on Apple TV all the time. Netflix, Prime. Well, we got. Entitled actor Eric Layton yeah. coming on the show. Great. No, he's much. He's he 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 does much better than a lot of the working. Yeah, I know. All right, let's break and talk about a little Craig the Surf. Oh, Craig the Surf. I mean, you want to talk about a guy who is who is the farthest from entitled in the world is Craig the Surf. He went out to Angleton to be with the people, the the good folks of Angleton, and uh, you know what's happened is people from Houston have found out that. It is the best car buying experience you're going to have, bar none. Not only is it the best car buying experience because of, you know, their their ability to get you better trade-in values for your vehicle, um, all of the dealer incentives they can possibly pack in. I mean, everything that they can possibly find. They also just cut right to the bottom line on price faster than anyone else because they're not there to mess around with you. They're not going to pressure you into deals. If you want to buy a car, that's fine. And they're there to answer questions about any vehicles. They're not hounding you and, and stalking you and putting pressure on you. If you're ready to, to buy, they'll do that for you. They'll look at lease or purchase options, whatever makes sense, five year, six year, seven year, depending on what you want to look at. But the other great thing that they do is they have a service department that is double stocked on everything so that when you come in for service, whether it's getting your tires rotated, your filters changed out, the oil change, and everything that comes with a 15,000-mile checkup, they're going to get you in and out quickly. They don't want to want you to have to wait. Hey, if you ever need to have your car delivered back to you because you have a little bit more work going on, they do that for you. Whatever it is to make you happy, they do. 
and that's the way they do business in Angleton. And Craig DeSurf won't have it any other way. Make sure that Gulf Coast Chevy Buick GMC is on your radar when it comes to purchasing new cars, trucks, or SUVs. Go to LanceZCars.com. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. All right, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. As Lance had mentioned, actor Eric Layden joining us here on the show. Old friend of the show, and now he is out there. And as a matter of fact, you're going to be joining the picket line. Eric, I saw Oppenheimer this weekend. Are you going to be like him now? And since you're trying to unionize, you're, you're going to join the Communist Party uh, as well here, <laughs> just like Oppenheimer did? No, no, I'm, I'm, uh, I mean, first of all, I'm not trying to unionize. I've been a, a proud union member since 01, but, uh, okay. no, we're not going to join the Communist Party. How was the film, by the way? I haven't got a chance to see it. Uh, it was really good. It's three hours, but it re- it's really, really well done. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's actually really good. Re- really good. So I would, I would nice. highly recommend it. Did you go see, you, you got, uh, daughters, don't you? No, I got two sons. Oh, so two Barbie sons. That's right. In the playbook, either. Uh, but uh, I definitely want to see Oppenheimer. Yeah, I'll see both films, but I'll I'll try to see Oppenheimer. Yeah, yeah. We went to Oppenheimer first. Oh, the theater is just full of young girls with pink on. It's just amazing how. Uh, this that that thing has taken last weekend it was out of control. I didn't see the box office numbers. Did you see the numbers? Oh my gosh, it's record one one fifty five, one fifty five. Yeah, it was huge. I mean, I think that you know, which says a lot. I mean, I think people are itching to get back into the theater. I think people will go for the right films, and uh, that's a good sign. I mean, that's a good sign for the industry. It's a good sign for people to see because I think there was a long time here where TV kind of took over and films were being let, made less frequently and so um you know it's it's a good sign for all of us yeah uh okay so tell us the fight what's going on and you said you're going to be you're, you've been out there on that picket line tell us what uh, what what this is all about yeah i mean you know i like talking to lance yesterday i like talking to people who aren't quite sure because i think the optics can be a little misleading you know you got a b- bunch of actors who seemingly make very good livings out there you know, crying and chirping for more. The real thing is that, you know, actors as a whole don't don't make, neither do writers and directors, we make good livings if we're working and we're in the top, you know, 1%. But but the working actor who's, you know, spends, you know, let's call him a blue-collar actor, it's just, it's become impossible to make a living uh, doing this. And that's because our contracts haven't really been updated since, the streaming boom and and since broadcast television. So we're still working off of contracts that are structured to succeed within broadcast television and not streaming television. And as we know, streaming is actually the the overwhelming majority of how people consume their television now. So um, residuals have to change, minimums have to change, um, holds and exclusivities. And I mean, there's a lot of things to get into the weeds, but just to keep it on a, a more generalized, um, you know, subject. I mean, it's really got to be updated for streaming as opposed to broadcast television. Mm-hmm. Yes. Tell them what's what's street from a streaming standpoint. 
you guys, and, and really that's the way most people are, well, it seems like most people are consuming right now. Network television is not what it used to be, not even remotely close. And so, so many people are going to the streaming world. And I thought what was interesting was, this was just brought to my attention recently when I was reading some articles. I couldn't believe what the residual checks, like, because people can keep watching your shows over and over. And that's how, you know, I'd always heard that's how people in television got paid was, you know, once it went to syndication or reruns, you get checks in the mail. And that's that's a sweet little gig, kind of like somebody who writes a song and they get royalties off the song. When I actually saw the checks that were coming in for streaming, like when your your shows continue to show up. Well, why don't you talk about how network shows are going direct to streaming now and what the actual rates of of money, the checks that you had, you were reading me some of your checks. Yeah, so, so you know, think about it like this. Is that like if I were to go do an episode of uh, NCIS um, or Castle on network television, I'd get paid uh, a, an X number of dollars. Um, and then, and we can just, for, you know, quote, like bottom for that is like $8,000. So that would include my top of show, if I'm a top of show guest star, if I'm on for one episode and my name is in the front of the credits, and I'm one of the lead of that episode for one episode, but I'm not a regular on the show. So if I make that $8,000 and then in the summertime they rerun it, I would make uh, about 83% of that. So, you know, it would make 6000 and change. And then after that I would make, you know, maybe 6000 And after that, 5000 and change. And it would just go down, but I would be making money off every time that ran. Well, that's how in lean years, um, you know, People can make their health insurance uh, and their pension credit. However, now, um, not only do they not rerun it because ABC, instead of putting it back on ABC in the summer or during Christmas or when they're, when they're slow, they will just put it on Hulu uh, or whatever their affiliate is, Peacock or Netflix, and it will sit there for as long as they want it to, and I'll make about 6%. So, uh, and people can watch it a hundred times, a thousand times, or one time. It doesn't matter. But the fact of the matter is, is that my work, my image, my likeness is being used, but I'm not making money on that. And so that's why that whole structure has to change because broadcast television no longer does what it used to do. And that's how, you know, that's how we would make money in lean years. Or a lot of people, that's how they made money. They would do five, six, seven to eight guest stars a year. Uh, and then they would account for that money coming in over the course of time. And it's not coming in anymore. Eric Layden with us here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. So how is this going to, and what do you, what, what is it that you're looking, how's this going to end? Well, I mean, it's a good question, John. And I mean, honestly, I don't know. I think a lot of people are waiting to see because, Another issue with this, which is kind of fascinating, is that we're negotiating as actors and the writers as well against a group called the AMTPC, and they are comprised of all the studios. Well, unfortunately, you know, years ago, all those studios had the same, pretty much the same interest because they were running shows on NBC, ABC, Fox, and like I said, broadcast television. Now it's comprised of Amazon, Apple, Netflix, as well as Warner Brothers Discovery and Sony and all the traditional guys. Well, 
Amazon strictly is in the entertainment business to sell toothbrushes. And Apple is in the entertainment business to sell iPhones and Apple Care. So they don't really have aligned interest with Warner Brothers or Sony. Uh, and then you've got Netflix who disrupted the entire model and caused this whole mess. And they only rely on entertainment, but they also rely on a different model. So needless to say, they have to kind of either figure out how they want to approach us and get back to the table, or they're going to have to break apart and Amazon and Apple are going to have to create their own thing and negotiate independently and Netflix its own thing. So I think we're in for a pretty long fight. I, I don't see this resolving until, you know, the fall. And there's some people that think it could go into January. Um, but ideally, well, not ideally, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we have to be able to make a living wage and we have to be able to support our families doing this. And so I believe that this strike and this fight, as painful as it is for myself and a lot of people, um, it, it will dictate whether or not certainly I and a lot of people can do this anymore and call it our livelihood. Yeah. It's, this could be longer than COVID, the break for COVID? I don't, I mean, the Hollywood break, you mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it could be, because we started to work during COVID. So, yeah, it could be pretty bad. I mean, and, it, and you know, you got to keep in mind that not just the actors and writers, but, you know, even though those wimpy directors who did make a deal, they can't work without us. And neither can any of the construction workers or makeup and hair or caterers or, you know, uh, props, uh, set deck, set production, PAs producers, line producers, you know, everybody is out of work, which also just absolutely decimates the Los Angeles economy. So it's not great over here, um, but I think what we're doing is really important work. So we'll see. Well, like restaurant, you know, you talked about that yesterday, Eric, like coffee shops, restaurants, everything that you just think of the flow of money that you... You kind of don't think about it. It's just something that naturally you just assume is happening. That's all been disrupted. You mentioned all the jobs. This is almost like a COVID part two in terms of the the hit on the economy, I would think. Maybe maybe not the same, but for a lot of people in a lot of industries, this is going to be like COVID again, where you're thinking, where how, how, where's our money? Like how And there's no checks coming for you from, from the government. I can promise you that. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, it'll be tough. The other thing was, I know the other fight was, AI, and we've heard a lot about this, and I know from an acting standpoint, there are a lot of good things that can happen with AI in terms of continuity or de-aging, like the new Harrison Ford, the new Indiana Jones, I guess they're able to de-age him using his own face now to move and talk, but um, boy, from a writer's standpoint, that is really, really scary, isn't it? Yeah, it's extremely scary. I mean, writers get paid the bulk of their money on original content, and then a lot of times other writers will get hired or, or any writer will get hired to, to polish something up or fix something. I think what writers are really concerned about right now is that, you know, they'll have chat GPT or AI pound out a script, which they know is, is not good. Uh, and we've seen it in episodes of Black Mirror where they had AI write it. And, and you know, there's been things online where AI has written scripts and they're not good, but then they can hire a writer to come in and fix it. Well, you're not making the money you would normally make if you hire a writer just to go in and polish uh, because it's not their original work. So they've got a lot. And then the other thing, too, is like, sure, they can de-age an actor, but think about that. I mean, that's another actor. That's a younger actor 
who might have gotten his SAG card on that job to play a young Harrison Ford. Yeah. And that might have been his break into the union, and now they're just going to DH Harrison Ford. So. Yeah, that's a good point. Yep. yep. 9.32, we got to break it here. Eric, good luck, man. We we don't want to see this. There's a, a, So production has stopped throughout all of L.A. Nothing's going on. New York, uh, L.A. Yeah, yeah, you can do some video work. You can do some animation work. You can do some commercials. So um, I'm looking for a radio gig. So just, uh, you know, if you hear of anything, let me know. Oh, oh, oh Dell, is there Del? one available after us? Well, once again, you guys are being aggressive and disrespectful to Paul. I just don't know if he likes his job, but I know he'll be back today, so I don't think that job's open. Okay. All right. Well, you're trying well, to, you we know heard my, you're Del, trying to get Del, you know my number. You know my number, Del. Yeah. yeah. Well, Lance, can't you, Lance, don't you and Eric do a podcast? You guys can do Saturdays on, on ESPN Nice Have Five, right? Lance, you want to do a Saturday, six? A Saturday show? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I get in Eric, there, Lance. Eric can bring all his actor buddies get on. Get in there. You can do that on Saturdays. Wait a minute. We need to start having actors on this show, some of your friends, and we'll do, uh, and we'll also do dramatic reenactments of sporting events. Yeah, I'm sure that's oh, yeah, that'll be. Boy, can't that's wait to hear that. Yeah, Eric, I, I don't know how long that's going to play on the radio. Eric, Eric, stay on the pic- <laughs> stay on the picket line, Eric. Don't trust Lance and his ideas. Yeah, that's a, that no, listen, great. I've got a great idea. All right, no, we got a break. Can't- don't ever underestimate the heart of a champion, and that can be your guy who was on Ozark, the guy that John said was a little too frisky with the what's his name, the Tennessee Titan fan, Menchaca. Yeah, Menchaca. Yeah, we can have him do Rudy T. Yeah. All right, Lance. Lance, keep it to yourself. Great idea, Lance. <laughs> Stay on that picket line, brother. Stay on it. Hey, okay, Eric, thanks, guys. buddy. We appreciate it. Best of luck. Yeah. All right, man. There's Eric Laden right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Breaking it here. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's the offensive masterminds running an outside zone on your intelligence. John Granado and Lance Zerline. All right, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5. Uh, 713-780-3726. Get this news. we got to get a couple of calls in here, Del. What, what, what happened here? Yeah, it's out there from a, a number of different places, but Shams, I'm going to read a tweet from Shams. USC All-American Bronny James collapsed on the court Monday and had a cardiac arrest. He was taken to the hospital and is now in stable condition and no longer in the ICU. Um, that's, that's, the strength, that's pretty much the bulk of the report. And then, you know, he talks about how the James family would like privacy and respect, but the the biggest thing he collapsed yesterday and was in the ICU, but now is out and is in stable condition. Wow, that's uh, wow, young kid! Holy crap, that is uh, that's bad. That's horrible. That's horrible news. Um, hopefully, hopefully, thoughts and prayers. I mean, that is uh, I hate to see that. I hate to see that. I hate to see that. Um, Steven is here. He's been waiting a while. Let's get him in here quickly. Hey, Steven, how are you doing? Hey, guys. I wanted to give a shout-out to the real MVP of uh, the Astros game last night. Uh, Chaz was great. Yiner was great. But it's uh, Gary the Windmill Pettis was the real MVP. <laughs> he did a hell of a job sending him. He did uh, – no, he did He did a nice uh, – I thought he was going to hold him up. That ball was hit – was smoked out there. But there was a bit of a hev- hesitation. And so I gave Kyle t- and Kyle Tucker is uh, is faster than he looks. Send the runner. Send the runner. Yeah. Plus, 
I mean, plus he probably on his scouting report knew that the arm wasn't very good, which it wasn't. And Kyle Tucker's fast. And frankly, Kyle Tucker, you and I both think that he slid over home plate. Yeah. Um, hey, I don't care. You know, also, you know, what we never mentioned is how bad that 3-1 strike call was on oh my gosh. Jose Abreu. It was an atrocity. It yes. turned into a – so no one talked about that this segment. I'm sure the Rangers brought – Broadcast didn't mention it much, but um, I thought that Kyle Tucker actually slid over the bag, the plate, and I was like, "Oh my God, they're going to call this, they're going to call this out." And when they didn't, I was happy for it. And so, oh well, too bad, so sad. Goes your way sometime, it doesn't go your way. Maybe you know, maybe he did glance it somehow. I don't know, but I and it was hard to overturn with what they had. They only had one real vantage point, and it was an overhead vantage point, so it was kind of hard. But there was well, there was one. That I think, I think AT and T Sportsnet had one later that showed him going all the way over, but you couldn't see where his heel lands. But I was like, "Ooh, this clearly shows he is over the plate." Yep. Uh, regardless, um, that was the right call to send Kyle Tucker, and Kyle Tucker yeah. beat the throw there actually fairly easily. Yep. No. Well, yeah, he beat the throw, but again, not sure he was on that play when he got tagged. No, I'm not sure either. Um, but Gary Pettis, there he is, MVP. Yep. Uh, I'm not going to give it to Maton. I'm not giving him a gold star or blue star, whatever Milo used to give out. Uh, Maton and Stanek are not getting stars. Uh, I will give one, though, to Diner Diaz for his hit. I will give one, obviously, to Chazzy. Uh, Jake Myers is not getting one. Uh, I will give one to Tavares because of uh, two plays he missed. I'm not going to give one to Abreu defensively i thought he could have made those plays uh funky bounce on one the other one the infield drawn in actually i think yuli comes up with that one but whatever um yeah no gold stars for that other than taking ball four and, and but it being called a strike of Brayu. yeah if that's what you uh think a gold star is it did end up turning into a strikeout by the way did you see what ellie de la cruz did yesterday yeah did so, you see what the Brewers did? That's what I was going to say. That's what that's my point. So yeah. the Brewers, Ellie De La Cruz hit one. It was basically like Chaz McCormick. It was the deepest part of the field. It was a shot, and they go up and over and rob him of a home run. And that, that's in the first inning. And in the third inning, the next time he comes up, the, the scoreboard has his picture, and it said, in the first inning, he flew out to center field. It was almost a home run. No. He almost hit a home run, but he didn't. Right? But he didn't. Yeah. But he didn't. So he got <laughs> up to the bat. He got up to bat and hit it four fifty six. The very next at bat, he went four fifty six to right center field. Yeah. So he said, "Oh, this time I did." With okay. that sitting on, with it sitting there in the background right. on the scoreboard, right. he went that like this guy's turning into a legend. Let's get Ryan in here quickly before we hit news of the weird. Hey, Ryan. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Hey, if they trade Chaz, I'm going to riot. But i got to give credit where credit's due. i got to congratulate Dell, man. Thanks for leaving most of the toxicity at the house. It's been a relatively less negative show. You've had your moments. I appreciate it. Thank you. Wow. 
That's your friend, Ryan. I mean, what what did you do to I him? I think he just, I mean, he's trying to make peace. He took an olive branch. Is he? Because that felt like his way no, of that was, a he's relatively he's trying to be. He's trying to become a thing here where he becomes my there was personal good critic. on both sides. He's trying, no, what he's doing, what Ryan is doing. Relatively peaceful. Ryan is, what he's doing is trying to insert himself into the show. And he sees me as a way in where, oh, this is Ryan, Dell's arch nemesis. Um. <laughs> Ryan, you had other arch nemesis. I guess before. Ryan, much like Don Draper, I don't even think about you at all. <laughs> wow. wow, that's just ugly. I mean, the, it's the people, the, the listeners. Pe- the, we know what he's doing. He right? said you were less negative. He what didn't have to call he, in he, with that. Yeah, voice his opinion. That's fine, and I voice mine. Actually, I, I didn't voice he's an opinion. Mine was a fact. He's trying to—he's trying to become the guy who, oh, I get after Dell. Look, I, I judge his toxicity every day. Well, that's how I know him. But yeah, you know, exactly. But, that's how you know him as the guy who's going to insert himself and try to become—I don't know. No, he's, what, he wants thing, to be I guess. a participant in the most interactive talk show it's in fine. Houston. He could have—he could have reserved it or saved that for something else but he he wants it to be ryan versus dell when it's just it's just dell there's no versus here all right there's no ryan either when we come back what there's no ryan i just heard him yeah well not there's no ryan for me when we come back what do pink lawn flamingos say about you we will tell you on the other side don't go anywhere quit driving for an app be your own boss and keep the fare on selfless Time now for news of the weird with John and Lance. Weird. 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 John and Lance weird. News of the weird. News. News. Weird. All right, Lance had to go. He's got, I don't know what he's got going on. Dell, let me ask you a question. What do pink flamingos say about you? You mean as someone who owns them or? If you put them out in front of your home. I think it says maybe a little eccentric. You, you're looking for people to notice you. How about if you're you're looking for swingers? I did not know. I heard about like a pineapple thing in pineapple the grocery store. In the grocery store, if it's upside down, I don't know exactly. I didn't know. And you're a swinger. I didn't know about the flamingo thing. So apparently, pink flamingo, pink lawn flamingos are now a sign for swingers at RV parks. If you're at an RV park. Are you looking for other RV park people to swing with? I mean, you're taking a chance of not getting, not finding someone appealing. But if you're just looking for some fun, maybe it doesn't really matter that much. Yeah. I just don't know if that's the um, the particular look I'm going for. People, the RV park RV, swinger. RV swinger. They're generally, isn't that, they're generally older, a couple on, on a trip. Crossing the country, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not sure. You know, empty nesters. I'm not sure. I'm looking for that now. RV at a a day before a football game, maybe. Well, yeah, if yeah. you're in the South or any football right. loving if you're part at of Ole the Miss. Yeah, I mean, what? But are the coeds the ones using the RVs? No, but former former coeds at, yeah. at Ole Miss. But what do you do with the husband? Don't, I'm not. A I'm, I'm not looking. I don't, no, yeah, I don't yeah. want the husband there. Well, the husband is with your wife then. Well, I'm single, so yeah. But 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 the, can you're I? You're not going to be a swinger. I know you have to bring a woman. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to be a swinger. Yeah, 
I think that's just what we found out. Uh, you ever go to Chipotle? Once or twice. In Fort Myers, apparently, if you go there, <laughs> one of the women who what Yelp reviewer thinks is the general manager is sleeping with a bunch of husbands. Huh. Huh. And you put that in the Yelp review. So it's, this must be a wife of one of the know, husbands. Stay far away. Lucy, the GM or whatever position she's in, she likes to sleep with married men, a.k.a. her customers. Well, I think that is one. Do you think that should be a benefit of going to Chipotle? Not if you're the wife. What if you're the husband? Well, what does she look like? What does Lusa look like? Whatever the name is, look I like. I mean, if Tiger can go after the Waffle House, okay, per- Perkins way, well, just excuse me, other, same thing. I'm not suggesting someone who works at Chipotle can't be attractive. I just, if it's going to be a perk for me, I like to know what this woman looks like. Right. And this feels like a, a embittered wife who maybe yeah. doesn't like the fact that her husband is paying some attention to whoever this is. I'm not sure there's... Or any- sleeping with who knows if there's an actual thing? Maybe she's just jealous. Or maybe in the line, she didn't get her double chicken when she asked for it. And all of a sudden, now the woman who works at Chipotle is a whore. That <laughs> could be it, too. All right. Yeah, maybe maybe she they charged her extra for guac. For guac. Yeah, and she well, they, they always do. Yeah, that. maybe she, she asked for double rice. She didn't get her double rice. And now she's mm. got to call the woman a whore because yeah. she got into an argument there. Yeah. And now I'm not going to go there. Well, if I'm the husband's now, I'm like... Hey, there's a woman there that'll hey. sleep with me. My wife won't. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. I think she might have increased the business there. Yeah, I just, I'm looking for Lucy to serve I, me. Here. I just feel like she wanted to call Lucy a whore. I think that's what that's about. Uh, apparently, there's a job scarcity in China. I don't know if you've heard. And some are finding work as full time children. You can you can apply to be a child. Well, you can move back in with your parents. And do all the chores that they want you to do, but they have to pay you for it. Do you want to be a full-time child? I, you know, it's interesting. You f- you try not to fall back into those those habits because I went to visit my mom in Florida on vacation, and I made sure not to become the the kid who goes, "Let your mom do everything for you." It's like because it's easy to fall back into that track because I haven't seen, I hadn't seen my mom for over a y- maybe a year. So she's like, "Want to do this? I can cook this. Like I'm okay. I can go get it." I'm good. You don't have to pay for stuff. I'm good. But I, I can see how it's easy to fall back into it. But no, I don't want to be the kid who becomes a child again. Well, you had a job and you have a job now. There are people in China that don't have jobs. Uh, Dell? How dare you call me almost no, Lance. No, no, almost Lance. Ladell? <laughs> oh, that's not a name that's so foreign to people. No, it's not. <laughs> um, I don't. I wouldn't. I get why it happens. I just would try to fight it. No, I would try to fight it too. But if I don't have a job. I'll go get stuff for my for mom sure, and dad. You know what? That's the least you can do. If if your mom and dad are helping you, you can do the chores. Uh, Dell. Apparently, a woman gave birth to a thirteen point two pound baby boy. You interested in her anymore? I was n- no. <laughs> well, f- no. I, it's not because she gave birth to a giant no, baby. Know. It's that she has a child. <laughs> I don't care about the giant baby part. It could have been a six. Whatever's a healthy child, normal size, I wouldn't have been interested. Yeah, that's a little big, though. What are you What are you suggesting, John? What are you getting at? <laughs> Stuff's bouncing back. I, I don't know. I there, don't know. There are surgeries for that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe after surgery, but okay. but there's still that kid there, so I'm out. <laughs> We're done. We think Paul Galan is next. As, as we understand, Patrick Creighton said he was suspended and he had to go talk to management. Yeah, Patrick Creighton said all that stuff in that first segment. And guess who was listening? The person who loves me the most in the world was listening. And she 
So she, my mother, so she listened back. That Patrick guy was saying some very rude things. Um, I don't know if you should be talking about all that HR stuff for everyone to hear. I was like, Mom, yes, he's just joking. She goes, Are you? He says you tried to stab Paul in the back. It's like, No, Mom, you, it's no. radio. I had to, I had to, then she also said, You got you, John, and Lance have a very weird sense of humor with each other. I was like, Yeah, that's probably the most accurate thing you've ever said. Yes, that is. Did you tell her about the stuff I said? I'm not doing that. Okay. She, if she heard what, she, what you said today, it's on for you. We are done. Paul Galan is next. We think Paul Galan is next right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5.